Knicks on MLR Weekly. Exclusive interviews and behind-the-scenes footage from the magnificent Major League Rugby Championship. The biggest names and wild scenes. Plus, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News and John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. And one final last recap to rock your world. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and Limber. Stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. McCarthy back in New York City finally after an odyssey a planes trains and automobiles part de experience after flights from Chicago back to the East Coast got canceled yeah that was fun anywho uh, we have an enormously good show for you this week uh, after that epic uh, astoundingly good final in Chicago everything was perfect for the MLR and we've got a big show accordingly. Uh, we've got Mr. Brian Ray, of course, of America's Rugby News. We have some special guests. But before we get to any of that, we have Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning with his coffee break segment with MLR News updates, yada, yada. But, John, welcome. And what's with that shirt? Well, Matt, this is the New England Free Jacks Irish Heritage jersey. And as a Fitzy, I feel obligated to wear it because I did lose a bet to Phil Harris of the Jacks Rangers show during the Eastern Conference final. Uh, Fitzpatrick always pays his debts, even if the creditors come knocking years later. But here I am wearing the jersey. I'm not so sure that as an old Glory fan, wearing a New England Free Jacks fans uh, jersey fits. Next! Hey, man, we've got to talk about that instant classic of an MLR championship with the New England Free Jacks winning their first title in franchise history, a 25-24 win over the San Diego Legion. Matt, it was definitely an instant classic. It saw a little bit of everything. Drop goal attempts. There was an international audience watching on BT Sport. Attendance record of over 10,000 fans in the stadium. Matt season when they announced that Chicago was going to host the championship final and at a neutral site fan supporters had were up in arms a little disagreement but hey it seemed to work what do you think of championship finals being held at neutral sites moving forward well a couple of three things that are involved in this because it's a four-layer question really and we don't have that much time but number one th this it was in Chicago because the Chicago Hounds were in the league and they had that stadium, SeatGeek Stadium, and they had the TV deal on Marquee Sports Network. So instantaneously or instantly, the Chicago Hounds were legit. Okay, number one. Number two, they wouldn't have existed without the Giltonis and the Giltinis collapsing. And therefore, Chicago came into the league, right? So I was wearing a Giltinis hat the entire day and getting interesting reactions it was a polarizing hat it was like our country is with politics either people hated it or they loved it east coast two times right congratulations well earned Thank you. I love that hat. sam harris 
dove across the table to try to rip it off my head. He was the coach of the Gilgronies, right? And I, it, you know, we had a laugh about it later on. Uh, but then some of the guys that played with the Giltinis are like, oh, that's great. That's, you know, rocking it. Anyway, that's that's that. But the Chicago Hounds and their management helped put on this spectacular rugby Super Bowl. Okay? And that's the, that's the way this thing is going to turn, what it's going to turn into. Everything that we needed this final to be, it was. And every single person in that stadium loved it and will bring somebody to the next one. And how are they going to bring somebody to the next one? Because they can plan for it. They can plan their flights and hotels and rental cars way in advance so they don't get killed in a week leading up to, okay, there's where the final's going to be because the that team has the home field advantage. No, no, no. So any of you that thought this was a bad idea, you could stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Next! Woo, man, coming out with some fire. I can see the steam rising off your head there. That's just for my travel, but go ahead. Well, Matt, now that the officially the MLR offseason has begun, we'll be tracking the news, player movements, coaches, who's staying, who's going. But, Matt, one question i got to ask you. Every single top sports league in the U.S. always seems to have some type of all-star game competition, skills competition. What in the world is going on? Why can't MLR have an all-star game? And they, they need to, and I think they're going to get there. They're realizing it now. But also, maybe they just play in the NYC7s next. Well, oh, wait, that got canceled. No, MLR should have an all-star game. And at the very least, how about MLR7s and sort of working in conjunction with Premier 7s? And maybe we get the whole thing that Sisyphus pushing that rugby ball up the mountain. Maybe we all work together. Next! Hey, Matt, I love it. You're a great rugby prognosticator. That's a big word. Give me your way too early prediction for what MLR team wins the title in 2024. Vancouver. Next! Woo-wee! Certainly some exciting news. There could be more expansion news coming down the line. Matt, do you have any insight on any of that? Well, I mean, you know, they're going to want L.A. back in, right? They they want that sub, that other Southern California team in there. Uh, I keep screaming for the Ohio Aviators out of Columbus where they built a stadium after one season in Pro Rugby USA. That could be the Green Bay of the MLR. They've got the people. They've got the dedication. They've got a facility. It's in the, it's, it, it's in the Midwest. Chicago's there. It would be a great ad. Uh Vegas? They keep talking about Vegas? Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Next! Well, Matt, a balanced schedule certainly makes things easier when it comes to scheduling. But, Matt, that's all I got. What a whirlwind of a 2023 MLR season, considering the way last year ended and how it ended for this year. MLR officials have to be pretty happy about the direction, and I'm looking forward to tracking all the player movement in the offseason. Absolutely. And I just want to follow up one thing about where we started with that jersey on you. Uh, it pains me as a New Yorker to say this, but the Free Jacks have the best merch. They have, it was one cool hat after the next that I saw in the stadium with the players or mags uh, wearing. And it was just, wow, okay. They're doing it right. They're doing it right with the merch. And again, we still have that ongoing controversy with Woody. Is he mags? Hey, Woodsy! Get up here, 
Hey, Woochie. Are you Alex Maggleby or are you not Alex Maggleby? All right. Okay. On that note, I want to thank Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning's Coffee Break. Hi, everybody. And uh, don't go away because before we go ahead, we're going to look back with one last recap for MLR right now with yours truly. You can't have it at a neutral site, they said. Fans won't travel to a neutral site, they said. A home crowd is better than a neutral site crowd, they said. They also said the star-studded San Diego Legion would beat the no-name New England Free Jacks. The 10,000-ish fans in attendance in Chicago were there to address all of the above. Indeed, it was the New England Free Jacks, the so-called underdogs that got the first try by their captain, Mitch Jacobson. Jacobson would also go on to lead all ball carriers with 18 runs. This match was an instant epic as the powerful San Diego Legion answered back almost immediately with a nifty play by Richard Judd, resulting in a point of try. From there, it was back and forth, up and down excitement with big plays, huge hits, and heroic efforts. But, and here comes Augsburger. Nate Augsburger trying to brace his way in, get by Patros, and he does! Nate Augsburger. Patros with it now. Inside ball, trying to get a break here is Milan. Great offload! Milan with a beautiful play. Here comes McDonald. He's taken down at the five. So a couple of big runs there from the Free Jacks, and they're knocking on the door once again here. They go out over the top. Balakana's out there, diving towards the line. Officially number 19. Legion, Poitman outside, Augsburger diving, and Augsburger. And it came down to the final seconds of the match to determine who would be hoisting the 2023 Major League Rugby Shield. And it was a tough end for the talented Legion as one of the game's all-time greats dropped the ball and handed New England a championship that many thought would elude them. Only us wicked smart types got it right. Congrats to both teams, the league, and to you fans. Our shield is indeed shipping up to Boston. The New England Free Jacks 2023 Major League Rugby Champions as they defeat San Diego in a classic 25-24. Let's take a break. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now.
Street Jacks just won the MLR Shield Championship against the vaunted San Diego Legion. But more importantly, I'm here with Shane from Memphis Inner City Rugby, changing kids' lives through rugby. And Shane, Shane, you work with John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer. How much of a jacket is JBL? I can't say much because he'll super slam me onto a mat, but I think, I think you got the right onto idea. this mat. Nick Benson, uh, CEO of the Major League Rugby slash Commissioner. Big, big event. North of 10,000 here today for the first neutral site match. What are your thoughts? Uh, the, the match was amazing. It was close. Uh, lead changes. A great TV product. A great product for the fans. We had the two best teams in the league on the field. Uh, they played compelling, open, dynamic, passionate rugby. You can hear the dropkick Murphy's getting warmed up in the background. Uh, you know, there's you can't see it. There's thousands of people on the field right now. This is exactly what we wanted. We wanted this to be a celebration. We wanted it to be a day that was about more than the rugby. It was about this community trying to bring people together around rugby. I'm so I'm speechless. These guys did such a good job. So proud. Playing as a team. And we just we just gave it all, you know, there's a bit of there after half time. We're kind of a little bit sticking in our shell. We expose ourselves. Potty with a quick tap, turn the game on its head. We just never look back. So I'm super proud, man. It's awesome for all our fans and everything. Though. We'll do this moment now. Next year, we're back on the horse. We go we go even better next year. We just fuck, we keep building as a club, as a community. Grow the game. Build it in New England and wait, raise another trip next year. That Is that, Is that the garden? Hey, that blue makes your eyes pop. Uh, I think ever since you told me that, I have not stopped wearing this suit. Thanks for the tip. Thanks for the tip. High five. Is this better than the Red Sox? Yeah. This is better than the Red Sox? Yes. It's rugby. Yeah. Coach, what a day. What an event. How do you feel? Oh, man. Like, it's hard to, it's always hard to put words to it, man. But I just, I'm just so proud and really grateful for these boys though they've just put their bodies on the line the whole year they've they've worked hard at their game but also just at connecting the connecting in the environment and i think it's paid off man they've done a great job though. How, how was it how helpless of a feeling was it for you watching what was transpiring on the pitch and from your from your perch and like as it unfolded that's what coaching is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a continuous helpless feeling when you're in the box you only do so much, but uh, I just, uh, like, it could have gone on anyway, that game. Like, credit to San Diego, that's a superb team. But, you know, like, I just think it, it, when you look back now and you look at all the, the little efforts, the little the little sacrifices that are made in a year, uh, and the tightness of this group, like, I just felt if it got really tight, I just thought, I thought we, we, we'd be able to get that across the line, man. And they, they've done a great job, man. It's, it's, Tremendous effort, though. You've got to be grateful for that. Eh? Grateful for the coaching team and the, you know, for, for the, the GMTK and what all they've done. Like, it's immense gratitude. Eh? Uh, it doesn't happen. It's not. This is a complete collaborative effort. Eh? So yeah, really grateful for the support. Man. Well, congratulations. It was a well-earned victory. You guys have, you know, you had that bitter taste last year, and then you just came out and you just, you just beat the world today. Yeah, man, it's a special feeling. I think I'm going to get after it now. I enjoy some beers. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Coach. You guys just won the championship. How does it feel? Great, Matt McCarthy. Incredible. Matt McCarthy. With Never a question. Wow. Great lift.
Let's take a break. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? after such a long weekend, specifically if you were doing a planes, trains, and automobiles part de rendition like yours truly was after all flights out of Chicago got canceled. Anywho, that's not what this show is about, and we have Brian Ray, who's got very limited time because he has to go herd the seals to make sure that they keep the power running. It's a whole different gerbil on a wheel thing, ladies and gentlemen, don't ask questions. Brian, how are you? Welcome back. Terrific. It's uh, what a great game to uh, watch and observe on the weekend. And you're right, those uh, seals aren't going to hurt themselves. <laughs> and hopefully they won't hurt themselves either. All right, Brian, heartbreak for San Diego, elation for New England. This was everything and more that the league executives could have dreamed up. It's everything that fans wanted. It was spectacular. What was your take? from the couch yeah what more can you say i mean the build up to this you had the two best chances two amazing winning streaks heading into this one san diego's now their streak coming to an end at 14 um everything was there all the pieces were leading into this one there was a lot of hype but you know we started to uh, getting news of, of really good ticket sales heading into this one. We get to the game, 10,000 in attendance, looked great. It sounded great. The atmosphere sounded, I mean, you were there in person. It must have been, uh, you know, even better. Um, and the game delivered everything. I mean, it, it had drama. All the scores were from big plays, uh, you know, got big, good players making mistakes, you know, maybe less players making uh, outstanding plays. And full of drama, Ray, from uh, whistle to whistle. You're right, absolutely everything. It ticked all the boxes. It's just a terrific final, I think, one that the league will remember for a long time. You know, right out of the gate, I think it was, what, uh, Mitch Jacobson, the captain, scoring for New England, and everybody in the stadium was like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah, I, and, you know, Ma'anan, who just got caught a little flat-footed, it was like San Diego didn't quite, uh, you know, not quite connected there. Will Huli caught Nanu by surprise, so, you know, maybe their early game plan just a little bit uh, scrambled, but they put it back together, and, I mean, Nate Augsburger, what can you say about that guy? Just uh, absolutely outstanding, running through a tight-head prop to go and, and score, uh, you know, that long-range one, and then that superb finish in the corner. Balakana's acrobatic, and then... LaRue Milan, I mean, the, the coup de grace at the end. Nanu just shoots out of the line. Milan finds the, the hole, and, and, and there it is. And that was enough. Uh, you know, absolutely superb. 
Yeah, Nate Augsburger might not be the tallest guy on the planet, but he is strong. His legs are like two of the nat- of the normal human being's legs. And watching him score was just tremendous. But the I, I was consumed mainly with uh, following and uh, shadowing slash stalking Woodgie, uh, the mascot, because I wanted to see, indeed, if it was Mags, Alex Magleby the co-founder and CEO of the Free Jacks. How does this feel, sir? It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, hats off to Chicago. They ran a great event in the league. San Diego is a fantastic side, and that game was five minutes shorter, five minutes longer. It could have gone a different way, and it was a great spectacle for, for the game and for the league. Here with Woodsy. Woodsy is categorically and unequivocally denying that he is Alex Magleby. He's got his handler with him. Both of them are saying he is not Mags. I have Mags on camera denying it, but Mags isn't here, is he? Where is he? He's right there. He's right there. That's where he is. And I got news for you guys. We still don't have an answer. Okay. Anyway, Brian, who was the who was the surprise player for you in this game? I, I mean, everybody would. They were all outstanding players on the pitch. I'm not sure there was a a surprise player. Everybody we expected to be to be great. I mean, if you're going to say surprise, maybe it was, maybe it was Nanu. Just a couple of the mistakes he made were kind of you know. Rookie errors, you have to say at the end, uh, it was quite the gamble. I mean, if he makes that interception, then he's the star, right? But then if you miss it, then what happens? New England is in easier. And, you know, it's hard to say that they wouldn't have scored anyways. A couple minutes later, they're knocking on the door, a team like that, when you've got guys like Conradi and, you know, uh, Conradi and and Keys and and, uh, all these guys, Jacobson, who can just smash it ahead. You know, who's to say they wouldn't have scored anyways? But and maybe he just felt that he needed to make a play there. But uh, so maybe that's a surprise to me as a guy of his experience uh, making a couple of mistakes in that one. But uh, I don't think there was anybody who was really amazing in that game who didn't. I mean, maybe you could say Reese McDonald, who's but he's been a surprise kind of all season Ronald coming McDonald. in. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't know who this guy was, really. I mean, aside, obviously, he led the, the uh, shoot shield in points, but he came in, you know, he talked about Patra's uh, replacing Waka, but it was also kind of McDonald at the same time in the role that he played with this counterattacking. Uh, he was electric in that final, and I don't think uh, it would have been crazy to give him player of the match. I, I agreed with Patra's in the end, but uh, so, yeah, maybe maybe we'll go with Reese McDonald. He was uh, he was tremendous. But I, 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 I spoke to a lot of these guys that you, you just mentioned, and one of them was Patras, and he, he was he was lamenting that missed conversion, that you know that that just the whole stadium went oh, you know it was it was and it just added to that extra drama. But you mentioned Matananu making mistakes. I got to see this guy up close on this in this game. And he's an amazing, amazing player and physical specimen. Every so often, I'm like, "Oh, there's a there's got got to be that's got to be one of the flankers, you know, in a blur in in the bottom of a ruck or whatever." And it was him. And you see number twelve rolling away. He absolutely split Jason Patros in, in half. Uh, and I'm like, "How old is this guy?" You know, I was playing wiffle ball at his age. I was playing wiffle ball before his age. This is crazy. It's crazy and. I spoke to a bunch of the players after the game. Uh, I spoke. I, I saw Nate by the bus as San Diego was getting on the bus, and he was with Ma'a. And he he had the look of a person that you just you didn't want to talk to. All right, and I just I, I'm talking to Nate. 
you know, we're and and Nate's Nate. Nate's easy. To, he's an easy guy to talk to. He's uh, and he introduces me to Mat Nanu and and um, I just I I'm, I thank him for uh, playing here and, and picking up the level of rugby. And he didn't say a word. He just he had this glare in his eyes that he was still on the field, and you got the sense that there is unfinished business with him. And then Isaac Ross is coming out. You know, six foot fifty of him, and nice, really nice guy. And we're chatting, and I said, "So, you think he's coming back?" He says, "You see the look in his eye. I think he's coming back. Unfinished business." So, San Diego, then they might not break up like you think they're going to break up. Yes, there's some retirements going on, but I don't think it's going to be number twelve retiring. And I think Isaac Ross is coming back. So we'll see. We'll see. But. Uh, you know, the other great story is the Davidowitz clan from New England driving the RV out, right? And I'm on the pitch, and the the dad, Mike, comes walking up to me. He grabs me, and he pulls me, and, and, and Cam is, like, celebrating with his team, and he grabs him and spins him around. And, and we do a little thing on camera. That's the best Congratulations. Thank you. What do you think is the big thing next for MLR? That's a good question. Well, um, you know, we saw the uh, we, we saw attendance figures certainly jump some really promising ones in some markets. Um, I think they've got to put a little bit more into marketing efforts in those uh, places that are maybe struggling a little because we can't have this disparity where you have one team, San Diego, for example, you know, getting 10K in there and then other markets getting 15 to 2,000. So I am, I think the big push has to come from, from the league in, in marketing and, and television. We saw the outstanding success that this had on Fox and the playoffs were on Fox 1, Fox 2, or FS2 rather, FS1, FS2. Um, I think that's going to be the, the next thing. It's not going to be, yeah, we're adding Miami, great. I mean, adding teams is, is neat and all that stuff, but you've, you've got to take the game to the next level at this point. And uh, and it's got to come through through just getting more eyeballs on it. So that's what I'm looking for from the league is really pushing that that marketing envelope and and, and trying to to take that next step and, and just expanding their reach out. So these games where we have 10,000 at SeatGeek Stadium start to become a little bit more of the norm across the league instead of, uh, you know, seeing these, uh, you know, kind of we had a few games this year, probably under a thousand, which uh, you can't really have uh, if we're going to move forward. So I think that's going to be the challenge for the league moving forward. Um, certainly, you'd have to think uh, this final will help. I think a lot of eyeballs are on this one, and we'll certainly hope to see, you know, uh, how that plays out early next season, and you know how they deal with the weather as well. And this year was a little bit challenging in that regard, but uh, that's going to be the next push to take this league to the next level. And kudos to Chicago, Chicago, with yet another great rugby event in the United States. You know, piggybacking those. USA versus All Blacks, All Blacks versus Ireland, and now this one. This was incredible. The environment was great. The Chicago Hounds, uh, top to bottom, were awesome. Uh, the players from the Hounds were there as well. Sam Harris was around talking to people. It was so great. Uh, they didn't really kill you for the beer prices, despite the fact that it was the Super Bowl of rugby in the United States or in the Americas. I, I apologize, Brian, but I don't, don't want to 
disclude any part of the Americas to a guy from America's Rugby News. All right, on that note, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning's Coffee Break, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the critically acclaimed Rugby Odds, the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, join our weekly newsletter, and please sign up for our American Red Cross blood donor team. 